0: Here we are. We're looking ahead to an 11-game Friday in the NBA. We get to see our guys that popped off for Game 2, the guys that struggled. What are they going to do? Let's find out how we're previewing that day with the big fella, M. Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and unlike Jason Tatum, I am a true alpha. I will never come off the bench. Huh. Find me on Twitter as always at Redrock underscore B ball. On TikTok at Redrock underscore B ball. And on Instagram at Locked on Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave, old oh, Dave Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on MBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. There are 11 games. On Friday, so we're gonna get big opportunities to see some interesting things take place. So we might as well crack in right now. Now, a lot of you won't have the opportunity to stream because there's eleven games on, but it is still worth discussing the streamability, the streams of the day, the guys who are available, who you might want to have a look at, and what the things are on my radar as well. Let's just start with a quick injury update to get things cracking, though. And we saw him have a very, very, very quick trip to the locker room yesterday. Returned. But Nick Claxton's ruled out already with an ankle sprain. Uh-oh. Now, I did say this a few times in the preseason, and not all of you would have heard it. I understand that. But De'Ron Sharp is one of the best backups that will elevate into standard league value if something happens to Claxton. And here we are, game two. Daron Sharp is going to have to start. Daron Sharp is one of the best. Think, Andre, think prime Andre Drummond, basically, as a rebounder. He is an unbelievable rebounder. He can block some shots. He is going to, I am fairly confident, he is going to put up probably standard league value, I would suggest, while Claxton is out. So what we look at, is streaming even worth it? If you added Sharp, I don't know how long Claxton's out. Maybe it's a week. I've got no idea, right? But if you added Sharp, I think you would start him on Friday and then you would use him. Now, that the Nets don't have a good schedule. They don't even have a game on the weekend, right? So that's another downside to it. But does Claxton miss more time? Because Sharp is, like, if someone like, um, let's say Cam Johnson didn't play and they go, we're going to start Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith, I'd say, don't worry about it. Like, there's no value in that sort of bloke to waste it for a zero on the weekend. If Claxton misses four games, you honestly might get top 80 numbers out of De'Ron Sharp. So that is one to debate. Claxton's out. Jared Allen's out again. I expect he misses the next game after that. Does that mean that Winter Soldier Max Strus is going to double-digit rebound again? Don't know. I doubt it, but it does improve his value. The same as Isaac Okoro. Draymond Green is out again. So we get more value for Looney, for Sharic, and for Kaminga, and for Chris Paul. All of those guys boost in value. Josh Richardson remains out for Miami. And how that rotation runs, I have no idea. Because nothing made sense with that first game. Kyle Lowry to one shot in 31 minutes. The fact that he was out there was encouraging. But what do they do with like Caleb Martin, who was on somewhat of a minute restriction? Does Kevin Love play 27 again? That's not as clear as to what who benefits there? Terrence Mann out again. So we roll out the old Bob Covington once more, who had the three steals, one block in that start against the Blazers and will probably play more minutes if it isn't an ass kicking in their game. Um, Kendrick Williams out again. The Oklahoma City mud flap is out once more for the Thunder. Pig Williams is out as well. So the backup center role is going to go to Olivier Saar, and that's one for deeper leagues. He is an interesting player as well. Um,. We'll talk more about the Thunder a little bit later on, but they are the guys that are currently listed out. In terms of some other injury news, Darius Garland has popped back on the injury report as questionable. He played through somewhat of a minutes restriction in their opening game. I've just got another injury report just dropped as I'm recording this, but nothing major on there, so that's okay. Um, Yeah, Garland is questionable. I would expect that he plays, but you know, the NBA has a habit of rushing players back from hamstring injuries unless your name is Zion Williamson and that can often re-aggravate things. So we watch that one. If he is out, along with Allen, then we are really pumping in Lavert, uh, Struce, and probably Okoro and maybe even Ty Jerome has to play. He, he was shit house, but he would have to play in that scenario. Um, Santiago Dahmer, the ones with a Q here that have got an asterisk next to them, it's because they missed last game and I don't have an official update on their status. So, Santi probably doesn't play. Also, well, that's not true. I don't know whether he's going to play. That will give one to two extra minutes to Xavier T. Illman, who's a must-roster player. It probably helps David Roddy, who is the opposite of a must-roster player. Um, and it gives a couple extra to Zaire there, who's probably also not must-roster. Dean Wade is officially questionable for the Cavs. Him being out is something that I think we underestimated because he is an important player. And that enabled Okoro and Struz to. Well, Struz played the most minutes out of anybody in the NBA yesterday. So uh, I think we look at that Wade one, whether he plays or not, has an impact. Trey Lyles is questionable for the Kings. If he misses, it means JaVale McGee, who was ahead of Alex Len and Sasha Vesenkov. Someone keeps telling me I'm pronouncing Vesenkov wrong. How should I be saying? Vesenkov? Vesenkov? Maybe it's that. I need to look into that, so I apologize. He would get a boost. Dwight Powell was on the injury report for the Mavs before Wednesday's game. They said he was available. And then in the box score after the game, they said DNP illness. So, I don't know. Shenanigans again. Does the fact that Dwight Powell didn't play because of illness mean that that's why Lively got all those minutes? I don't know. But I'm not pushing back on adding Lively. He's got to be added. right? And then the duck, Lou left the game with like a nose issue for the Grizzlies. He didn't return. We haven't had an update on his status. He didn't play that much. I don't really think that that is... Um, I don't really think that's massively important as we move forward. We'll get into the rest really soon. Today's episode, though, is brought to you by Dave. Yes, Dave. Dave would have been so useful if you get hit with like things like parking tickets or an unexpected vet bill. Because what Dave does is enables you to get extra cash, tm. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check and no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money that you need with no interest and then settle up later. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. So if you're in a pinch, get the help that you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash That's dave.com, not dave dave.com slash You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. So download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world with anything. Like supply chain issues with drugs is a real problem. Like sometimes you get in medics, medicines like, oh, it's out of stock, we can't get it. Okay. What about natural disasters that might cut off your access from your house to medical care in a hospital? A fire, a tornado, a hurricane, a landslide, an earthquake. These things happen. And unfortunately, with increasing regularity. So having a Jace case, which is a set of five life saving antibiotics at home, with the hope that you never have to use it, it might be the difference between life or death. And now you can also customize that case as well to add extra medications that suit you and your family for your specific medical conditions. You talk with doctors online over at Jace Medical, um, you fill out a form, they've had the pharmacies delivering the medication to you. And if you do find yourself in a situation where you need to use these life-saving antibiotics, They've got medical consultants that you can speak to to make sure you are using it correctly. Go to jasemedical.com. Enter the code locked on at checkout for a twenty dollars discount on your order. The promo code is locked on at jasemedical.com. Okay, let's um, let's get back into talking about the action here for Friday, and let's look at the stream of the day. These are all players who are available in over 55% of Yahoo leagues for the 12-teamers. So I'm going to go my 12-team category guys, Kobe White. People looked at Kobe White's game on Wednesday. Man, do I drop him? He was bad. Please, if there's one takeaway, there's a lot of takeaways I can give you for fantasy. There's a lo- one takeaway I give you is if someone you think has a bad game, oh, he shot 29%, that won't hold. I'm telling you, it just won't hold. Look at minutes, usage, uh, ancillary stats, steals and assists and that sort of stuff. And Kobe White was all right at it, yeah? He got enough shots. He played enough minutes. He just shot 29%. So if he shoots 43%, you're going to say, man, what a great pickup. Love it. He's available everywhere. He's a must-roster player, Kobe White. Don't look at the fact that he shot 29% as an indication that you shouldn't hold him. But what it does mean is that Kobe White is very clearly the streamer of the day. There are other guys out there, like it was close between him and Jalen Johnson, but one of those guys I know is going to start. And Johnson might play 29 minutes. He's absolutely a must-roster player, don't get me wrong. And he's available still everywhere. Um, But Kobe is going to start. So let's just lean him slightly. For 12-team points leagues and for 16-team category leagues, which I use different cutoffs for, the 16-team I'm using um, under 10% 10 rostered, and the points league is just my projected fantasy points. I'm going with Daron Sharp. Now, I could easily go Kobe White or Jalen Johnson again for the points league one. But, you know, I'm just going to throw Sharp in there because he does project like half a point better for me than White for tomorrow. So, Dayron, with Claxo out, you stream him in, uh, honestly, 12s. I wouldn't probably go 10s, but I think he's worth it in 12s as well. Even though, again, it is worth looking at your roster. I don't know how long Klaxo's out. The fact there's no games for the Nets on the weekend is a bummer. But if you get three games out of Sharp, it's interesting. Be careful who you drop, of course. You're not dropping anyone... Like Okongwu, don't drop him. You're not dropping anyone with long-term uh, value, but if you've got that spot available, like you put Claxon into your IR, add sharp and hold him and see what happens. And in deeper leagues, like he's going to have some pretty strong value. Uh, look, I'd be surprised if he doesn't put up close to a double-double, maybe blocks two shots, shoots 60%, which is what you got from like Derek Lively yesterday who didn't block any shots. Like could he do what Mark Williams or Jalen Duran did yesterday? Uh, he could come close to it. And he's available everywhere. It might be short-term, but it is something that you need to look at. Some other streaming options. We've got four. These are all available in over 50% of leagues. Point guard, Cole Anthony. I don't think that Cole Anthony has super high upside with the way that this team is constructed, but I do feel like he's going to get pretty strong minutes, 26 to 28 most nights. He'll score pretty well. He'll have some rough nights, absolutely. But if you are looking to give a bit of a boost to some point guard numbers, he's there. Shooting guard, Kobe White, we've talked about already. He's point guard, shooting guard, eligible on Yahoo. So i slot him into the shooting guard spot. Gordon Haywood, until Gordon Haywood gets hurt, you roll with him. He is a 12-team league player, and he is available in over 50% of leagues. He wasn't super exciting in that Hornets game, but he started. He played good minutes. He had some okay peripheral stats. He was low usage, but he shouldn't be sitting on waiver wires in the amount of leagues that he is. At Power Forward, it is obviously Jalen Johnson. That's a stream, but it's more. Just add him. Like, just What are you doing? Just add him. And then at center, of course, it is De'Ron Sharp. I think the best center who is available in 50% uh, or more of leagues, specifically for Friday. Again, if you're just deciding between Sharp and Lively, you take Lively because there is more long-term potential there. If for some reason you're debating between Sharp and Kongwu, or Sharp and um, Durin or Sharp and Williams, you take all of those guys ahead of Sharp. But he has a nice little spike coming for the games on uh, or the games on Friday. In terms of deeper leagues, these guys are available in over eighty percent of formats. Killian Hayes, I would guess, is going to start again. He played thirty minutes on Wednesday. He's a good stream. Even might push to twelves. Karis Levert, well, with an opportunity with Garland maybe out, Wade out, Allen out, Levert was shit house last game, but in deeper leagues, he shouldn't be available. Uh, Bob Covington probably even has twelve-team streamability. If again if you've got the ability to do it without dropping someone useful or sacrificing an ability to grab a longer-term play, lively Jalen Johnson, for example. Um, a powerful, Grant Williams. I don't love Grant as a 12-team league guy, even though he played a lot of minutes, more than I expected. He's someone that's more of a 14-team guy, but he's available everywhere. And of course, they sharp because he's not rostered in any leagues. We can look at him as a pretty strong stream option in basically any format for Friday. Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks, which is the largest independently owned DFS company in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS as well. It's just you against the numbers. You're not going up against professionals who have 20 hours a day and a million spreadsheets and algorithms to set their lineups and work out their, their numbers and what they're doing. It's just you against player projections and Price Picks puts up a number and you just look at it and go, hmm, more, or you hit the box, it says less, and that's it. You do that for up to six players, and you can win up to 25 times your money back. 10 bucks into 250 sounds pretty good with just a few taps. You can do it for so many different sports. And they've also got their re- reboot policy. So your entry stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if a, you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return to the second, that player is rebooted, all caps. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and get that first deposit match up to $100. Let's go through a little bit more stuff for um, Friday's games. And let's go through what is on my radar. The first game we look at, Denver and Memphis. I want to watch on the Denver side of things, what's on my radar. What are the starters' minutes? Because we saw Aaron Gordon play like 35 minutes and Jokic play 36. Do they just not trust their bench much? That's possible. Or was it just an opening night thing where they wanted to really grind them out? I thought they'd be pretty cautious with minutes coming off a long playoff from, but they didn't. So let's watch that. If Gordon's playing 34 a night versus the 31 that he played last season, it's a big deal. If Jokic and Murray are playing 35, 36, it's a huge deal. If Christian Brown's playing on the 18, it's a huge deal. We need to watch that. For the Grizzly side of things, I fully expect that Tillman is still going to be useful. We want to watch Aldama, but what I do want to watch is um, Zaire Williams. I expect that he starts again, but can he do anything more than he did? Like he is, to me, like if you wanted to grab, I'll just say the names again, Jalen Johnson or Derek Lively. If you wanted to grab those players, run Sharp, Kobe White. If you wanted to grab those players, like, I wouldn't be holding on to Zaire Williams for that reason, to to, to not grab them. Like, he is okay. We thought right? there were some interesting things in preseason. He's going to start. But the upside's not particularly high. Detroit and Charlotte. I want to see what they do with Killian Hayes, and that just pushes through to what that means for Jaden Ivy, who barely played and wasn't very good. He's a really poor defender, and we'll see how that hayes Ivy split goes. Like I've said many times, and I said it in the live mailbag show earlier today, if you wanted to drop Ivy, I get it because I don't think that even if he played 30 minutes and went back to it, which appears at the moment he's a long way away, then his upside is high enough versus like an Okongwu who can easily be a top 70 player. Like Ivy's best case is 120th, maybe? 110th, let's say? And he's a long way from doing that. So if you wanted to move on, do it. But we'll see how the, the it plays out between him and Hayes. And then on the Charlotte side of things, Brandon Miller did play some fourth quarter minutes in the game against the Hawks on Wednesday. Let's look at what his minutes look like, his usage looks like more importantly, how much he gets out there next to Gordon Haywood and PJ Washington. Do they play much at the two? These are pretty key things, I think, for us to watch with Brandon Miller. Some other things on my radar for the next game, the Knicks and the Hawks. What does the minutes look like between Emmanuel Quickly and Josh Hart? Hart barely played in the game against the Celtics. He played 22 minutes, quickly got 28. Is that the pattern? Is the pattern that RJ Barrett leads the team in minutes as well? That's what we need to watch. And on the Hawks side of things, it is, of course, Jalen Johnson. Yes, we want to watch Kongwu and how many minutes they play him next to Klinka Pala. Or does his 40% three-point attempt rate appear at all? Because he took zero threes. Or does they just do they just run Johnson 29 minutes and Bay 29 minutes and Hunter 29 minutes? And a we never plays at power forward. We we need to watch this. For the Heat and the Celtics, do they actually run 28 minutes of Kevin Love again? Cause Caleb Martin's minutes increase rise or minutes limit rise? Does Jovich play? Does Hakez play more? Is Kevin Love viable? Probably not, but let's watch what happens. And then for the Celtics, I want to see what Jalen Brown's usage is like because it was really low. Him and Drew Holiday lost out and so did Derek White, but it was Porzingis and Tatum that thrived. Is that a regular pattern? Or will Porzingis drop back down and Brown steps back up? We need to see how that stuff all plays out as well. The next bunch of games we look at, we've got the Thunder and the Cavs. Um, Holmgren was a little bit banged up in the third quarter, looked a little bit out of it, played low minutes. Are they gonna, they're not going to keep him at 25, surely. Like I honestly think that's a 2% chance of happening, but we want to see what happens here against going up against Evan Mobley. And then for the Cavs, I do want to watch what happens to the Winter Soldier, Max Strus, who bombed in seven threes, stealing a block, or 12 rebounds. So much of that is not real to happen, but he's going to get a lot of minutes again if these players remain out or if more players are out like Garland. So let's see what he's able to do. I'm not super into him as a must-add 12-team league guy. Obviously, his performance, which was the fifth best in the NBA, I think, from a Category League perspective, puts him right up there, but I'm not sure that that's going to continue. The Rockets and the Spurs, Jabari Smith not only got in foul trouble, but shot poorly, and was just really disappointing. So it's more like a let's a, a young guy placeholder here, like Jabari, Jalen, can you do something? Because they were dreadful. Not just those two, but the team were terrible against the Magic. What do they do against the Spurs? Ken Jabari step it back up? And for the Spurs, obviously, we're always wanting to watch Victor Wembanyama. I want to see the Sohan, Trey Jones situation. But I do want to see how old horse goes himself, Calden Johnson. Can he bring in those? Diff- like He had nine, nine rebounds and seven assists, which that is like a month's work usually for Calden. He didn't bring any defensive stats, but if he's bringing assists and rebounds, then my tune on him will change. His usage dropped from 28 to 24, which I think is reasonable for the season, but let's see if he's able to bring some peripheral numbers. That will be very intriguing. Next up, we look at the Raptors and the Bulls. I do want to see Dennis Schroeder, who's scored really well. He's going to play a lot. He probably is a 12-team league player. Let's see how the role shakes out. Well, for the Bulls, Nikola Vucevic. Someone said, man, how dare you um, claim that you were so right on Vuce after game one. That's that's not what I said. What I said was, Vuc had really good steal and block numbers. But my thing with my worry with him was, how does the usage get distributed? Because it's been going down every year, and that's what showed out. But that doesn't mean it's going to be like that every every game. I, I think this team is dreadful, so I'm really interested in what they're going to do. Um, but I want to see like do they get Vuc involved? Uh, uh, Levine was bad. I thought DeRozan struggled. They should have got Vuc. I'm not against Vuc as a player right? I think people need to understand this. I'm not against Vooch as a player. I'm against him at his age and his skill set on this team and how it works. They should get the ball to him more. They should. But do they? I don't know. That's what I need to see. The Nets and the Mavericks. Well, if I'm going to pump up Dayron Sharp, I need to watch to see that it makes sense. Again, what would be my projection? 13 and 10? Two blocks? 63% shooting? Is that high? It probably is. I'm actually really I thought his preseason was one of the most impressive things that that we had. I actually talked about him, I believe, on my preseason takeaways show, which I only had 19 takeaways and he was one of them. So let's watch that. We also want to watch for the Nets, is old mate Jacques Vaughan talent porkies, or are they actually gonna keep everyone under 30 minutes? We also want to watch does Cam Thomas get a 50% usage again. And then for the Mavs, it's Derek Lively. Does he start? Does he play 30 off the bench? What does Jason Kidd do? Was it just a one game thing for Lively? We roster him. Um, and we want to see what happens. Three games to go. What else is on my radar for Friday? The Clippers and the Jazz. Covington should start again. I imagine he plays more than 23 minutes, and that does make him close enough to a 12-team league guyball for the Jazz. Someone called me in my chat the other day, or earlier today, talentless Horton Tucker. And while I'm not going to go that far, I'm also not not going to go that far. I just don't think he's very good, and I will continue to tell you this, much like I don't think Colin Sexton's very good. And one game into the season, that's a double check mark for me because they were both dreadful. I don't think that Horton Tucker will get benched here, but I do think that by the by the time November ends, Keontae George will be starting for this team. Let's see if Horton Tucker can prove me wrong and show that he is a quality NBA starter. If you wanted to drop him, I do get it. I've got him in like three leagues and I have held on to him. But I do understand that in any league where George was available, I made a grab to add him and stash just to see where it goes. For the magic and the blazers. Jalen Suggs shot horribly, shot a lot, and shot horribly. What does his role look like if the game is close? Now, this game might not be close, so we might not figure it out. But 25 minutes of Suggs probably isn't enough to maintain 12 team rosterness. Rosterness? Wrong word. Um, and then for the Blazers, can DeAndre Ayton be less shithouse? Like, he was bad. Early foul trouble, look disinterested, dominate my guy. Or just throw out lame nicknames and be a complete whinging bitch. Either one. Uh, it's really up to you. You've got the choice. The last game of the day is the matchup between... The wrong thing on my screen. That's not what the matchup is. But anyway, I'm going to go fix that. Now we've got a better graphic. This is the correct one. Um, Warriors-Kings. The battle of the two Curry brand legends. Darren Fox and Steph Curry. For the Warriors, Draymond is out. Let's see what Kaminga could do. Because he had 3,005 minutes in game one. So... Is he going to play way more? Because he closed over Andrew Wiggins. Is that a regular thing? That's massive for us to watch here. And then also to watch Keegan Murray, who played okay, but still played under 30 minutes and had under 20 usage. We really want him to deliver on top 100 promise to get 32 minutes and to get over 20 usage. Will the Kings allow that to happen? Because they didn't last season. And early signs were better in year two, but they weren't fully there. So that's what we want to watch. And that, everybody, is the end of the show. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Odyssey, and on YouTube. Thumb it up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.